0: Hello, and welcome to episode two of the Vegan Business Tribe podcast with myself, David Pannell, co-founder of Vegan Business Tribe. And if you have a vegan business or you're thinking of starting one, then Vegan Business Tribe is here to support you, inspire you, connect you with other vegan business owners and just give you that knowledge that you need, not just to build a vegan business, but to build a successful vegan business. And if you want to go beyond the podcast and connect with our community of like-minded vegan entrepreneurs or or get support from Lisa and myself, then head over to veganbusinesstribe.com where you can chat with us in the mentorship forum, study our courses or join our online events or even just come and tell us all about your amazing vegan business. In today's episode, we're going to start with one of the main questions we get asked at Vegan Business Tribe. And it's all about how you should refer to your business. If you have a vegan business, should you actually call it vegan? Or if you're selling a product that is vegan, then will labelling it as such, actually put people off for buying it. Now, it's an interesting question because... As you know, usually us vegans are never shy about letting people know all about our veganism. But when it comes to selling a service or a product, all those anti-vegan stories that we hear and see in the media, they start to play on our minds a little. All those friends and families who said that veganism is a bit extreme when you first started following a plant-based diet yourself. You know, all these things start to make us doubt if we should actually promote the fact that we have a vegan business. Is that going to put some people off? It also goes back to the point that for many of us who started a vegan business, and I'm including myself here, I'm I'm holding my hands up, we maybe veganized a skill set that we already had. So if you've been a lifelong knitter and seller of woolly hats and gloves, and now you make the same product but just use ethical alternatives to wool, then you want to keep selling to your existing non-vegan customers as well. Or maybe you're a vegan fitness instructor or personal trainer, and although the diet and nutrition advice you give, it's it's always going to be plant-based, you know how hard it is to find customers right now. And you are worried that pinning your vegan colours to your chest could put off a lot of potential new customers. And these concerns, they are valid. There's a lot of agendas at play at the moment. Let's just say that. You know, customer behaviour is moving away from eating animals and is looking more and more to plant alternatives instead of cow milk. And it's harmed some huge industries where there's a lot of fortunes and livelihoods at stake. And part of their fight back has been to fund studies and create news stories that paint veganism in a bad light. They've taken what is, if we're being honest, a huge act of compassion, (laughs) you know, I care so much about what we're inflicting on animals, but I'm going to change what I eat. And they've taken that and they've made it seem that, that doing so is militantly forcing your views onto other people. Now, regardless of the truth... We have to accept that some people's opinions on veganism are being shaped by these kind of news stories. And think about your own view of veganism. Several years ago, before you became vegan yourself, how much did you understand it? Part of your own vegan journey was probably relearning a lifetime of being told that you need a dairy milk to be healthy, and no, you need calcium to be healthy, (laughs) or that you need to to eat meat to get enough protein. Well, you could kill and eat an animal, or maybe you can just get your protein from the same place that they do, i.e. plants. But we've been told all this from birth. So it's understandable that when someone challenges this, people can have a negative initial reaction. And we also have to realise that, in sales especially, someone is more likely to buy something if they know it's aimed at them. So would you buy a left-handed spoon from me if you were right-handed? No? No? Well, how about if I if I point out that right-handed people can still use this left-handed spoon? It, you know, probably not. You'd want to buy a good old-fashioned right-handed spoon for right-handed people. And it's the same when you're selling your business. I've known people who were unsure if they were allowed to go into a vegan cafe because they were not vegan. So, although you should never ever feel you need to hide your veganism, If you lead with veganism for your product or service, you do need to be aware that different people will connect with that in different ways. Lisa and I get asked all the time at Vegan Business Tribe if someone should call their company or product vegan or maybe call it plant-based or even something else instead. So we came up with a quick rule of thumb just to help people decide. And it's this. It's not about you and what you think. It's about your customers. So, if your customers are primarily other vegans, then use the word vegan for your company or product. Embrace it. Live and breathe it. Put it right at the centre of your message and all your marketing. But if, on the other hand, your customers are, in the main, not vegan, then that's when you might consider using another term such as plant-based, cruelty-free, ethical, or something else entirely. And I'm going to look at some alternative terms you can use in a minute and when it's appropriate to use them. You should also look at where your customers are on their vegan journey right now. And the more you get to know me, the more you will hear me banging on about customer research and just how important it is to understand the people you are selling to. Are you selling to vegans looking to buy vegan products from a vegan company? Or are you simply trying to provide a replacement to a current animal-based product, regardless of who's buying it? And remember that more than 90% of the people who buy vegan meals are meat-eaters, which is why the Beyond Burger, Meatless Farm, and even companies such as Oatly rarely, if ever, use the term vegan. They know that that's not their largest audience. And now this might not sit well with you because, well, you know, you're vegan and you want to sell to other vegans. But what if you've got the opportunity to make more vegans? What if choosing to lead with plant-based or some other term means you get your product in front of more people? Or you get more people to engage with you and what you sell As a result, can you go what what Lisa likes to call vegan by stealth? Get someone to engage with your product or service first and then use the relationship you build with them to educate. And this is something I think is missing from a lot of vegan businesses, that striving to actually create more vegans through what you do. So let's take a look at the options of what you can call your product, your business or your service, and when it is right to use the term vegan, and when it's right to use something else instead. So first, let's take a look at that term vegan. Now, we've already established that if vegans are your main customers, then it's a really good idea to make it clear that you have a vegan product or company. And that's because vegans want to connect with and do business with other vegans. It really is as simple as that. Especially if somebody's new to veganism, they might need that extra help in identifying that your product is for them. So, if you're a member of a vegan Facebook group, for example, Every day you will see somebody new upload a photo of an ingredients list asking if it's vegan or not. And they do this just because the manufacturer hasn't put suitable for vegans somewhere on the packaging. Now, you can get a bit of stick for doing this in those Facebook groups, but I always try and answer in a really supportive way when I see these kind of posts. Because think back to when you first went vegan yourself. How long did you spend in the supermarket, you know, looking through every single ingredient and checking them against a list of e-numbers that you downloaded from the internet? You know, so many vegans are in learning mode right now. And just putting the word vegan on your product might mean the difference between them buying it or putting it back because they weren't sure. And giving some customers certainty that your product is is actually vegan, is really important because there's a lot of confusion at the moment about what makes a product vegan. Now, I've got a little hobby where I collect examples of products that have been labelled vegan that simply are not. And often, you know, almost embarrassingly, these are usually from high street shops. I found chocolates sold as the vegan collection that were made from lactose-free milk. So they still had dairy milk in them, but because they'd taken the lactose out, they thought that made them vegan. Or maybe my favourite was a high street sofa manufacturer, and I'm not going to name them. But, but they were advertising their vegan alternatives to leather, such as wool. Yes, Now, obviously, they just didn't realise that wool is not vegan. So, sometimes, it's good to actually go beyond just labelling your product as vegan and make it clear that you're a fully vegan company, not just someone trying to cash in on this hot new trend with a plant-based product without really understanding what vegan means. So, customers know if they're buying from a vegan company they know they're buying from a business that knows vegan isn't just a dietary choice it's a lifestyle for example take clothing company viva la vegan They embrace the term vegan. You know, it's in their name. They know they're selling to other vegans and the clothes that they sell carry really strong vegan messages. They use fashion as activism. Viva La Vegan make clothes with slogans to help us get our message across. Walk around wearing their Rebel With A Cause Animal Activist hoodie for a week and just see how many opportunities that opens up for you to talk about veganism with completely random strangers. So, for these companies where veganism and activism is at the core of what they do, and that they know that they're selling to other vegans, then they shouldn't shy away from using the term. The downside to this, however, is that you are potentially limiting yourself to a much smaller market. If you plan to only sell to people who identify as vegan, then you're selling to 1%, 2 maybe 3% of the population – So if you're selling handmade vegan soap, for example, you are really setting out your stall for who is going to be buying from you. But in a way, that's why Lisa and I launched Vegan Business Tribe. Not just business tribe, vegan business tribe. We knew that we wanted to engage with and help other vegan businesses with our skill sets. Not just build a support community for all businesses, knowing full well that we would be narrowing down our audience although you might well only be selling to that much smaller marketplace if you set out your stall as a vegan business, this can be a positive also. And again, it comes back to people wanting to buy a product that they know is for them. If you are really specific with your marketing messages and connect better with your audience, then you don't need to talk to as many people. You might decide you can connect better with vegans in even though your product can be used by anyone. And it's that old adage, if you try to sell to everyone, you end up selling to no one. Be very specific and targeted in who your product is for, and you will always be much more successful. But with a huge marketplace out there for people interested in plant-based at the moment, it's obvious to see why so many businesses choose to use a different term to vegan. And for many, that can be absolutely the right choice. Especially, you know, as I said before, if the majority of your customers are not vegan or don't particularly connect with the vegan cause. And as a quick aside, if you're trying to decide on just how vegan your company should be, then we've got a section in our marketing course that includes a very good template to help you decide on what your vegan brand voice should be like. It's got examples of vegan businesses plotted on a graph, and you can use that to work out where you should position yourself. So if you're struggling with this, you'll find that a really useful tool. So if you've decided you want to use a different term to vegan to describe what you sell, what other options have you got? Well, the most obvious one you'll have heard and seen is simply plant-based. Now, plant-based is a really useful term to use because it, it gets over your product doesn't have anything animal in it, but without saying that it's only for vegans. Now this only usually works if you're selling a physical product though, especially food because it's, it's really hard to explain why you'd be a plant-based plumber for instance. You know people think you're plumbing with tulips instead of copper pipes so the term plant-based might not work there but the term is now very widely recognised and it's become especially popular on the alt-meat products. So, the Meatless Farm Co, who are based here in the UK, they use plant-based and their strap line is lovingly made from plants because they want to sell to as wide a marketplace as possible. They want to tap into the people who are trying to reduce their meat intake as well as those who are already vegan. And that's how people like Impossible Foods and Beyond Meat are now worth so much money. And again, Remember that someone trying plant-based products might be at the start of their vegan journey. So using plant-based can be your way of reaching and converting more future vegans. But also remember that you're selling to a moving target with plant-based. Think back to your own vegan journey. When you first went vegan yourself, perhaps you were happy to drop into the local fast food burger joint to pick up their plant-based option. A year later, though... You might refuse to walk past the place simply because your ethics have evolved and now prefer to buy vegan products from vegan companies. And you're a little bit wary of those companies who call their product plant-based. So it's far harder to build up the same kind of brand loyalty using the term plant-based than it is vegan. But if a product says plant-based, most vegans know that although it's not exclusively for them, they only really need to give the ingredients list a very quick look over. So if you're wanting to offend no one and also let vegans know that your product is likely also good for them too, then plant-based is a really safe bet right now. Now, that's great if you're selling a food product or clothes or cosmetics, but there are other terms you might want to think about using if you don't want to use vegan. You could go with something really generic like ethical or green. Now, these are especially useful if you're selling a service rather than a physical product. And I've seen companies use these terms whilst they're transitioning to being vegan companies especially. People say that their company is looking to work with, say, green brands or ethical companies rather than saying they're exclusively selling services to vegans. And if you sell yourself as an ethical company or even a compassionate company, then no one is going to ever be put off by that. I mean, everyone is happy to deal and buy from an ethical company. And if anyone actually asks what that means, you can then talk to them about how, as part of you being ethical, that means making sure that no animals are harmed within your operation or supply chain. So that's actually a really useful way to frame your company and your vegan ethics without leading with the term vegan. But it still creates opportunities to get into conversations about veganism. Another term I also quite like is... Is cruelty-free. Now this is usually a term that you see in cosmetics to say that a product hasn't been tested on animals but my favorite example of this is actually a cafe. Blondes Cruelty Free Eatery in Hull, UK. Now blondes are a vegan cafe that don't use the word vegan. Why? Well because for the majority of their customers are not vegans. Now, the people behind Blondes, they're long-term animal activists and campaigners, and they know they'll get far more people through their door by saying they are a cruelty-free cafe rather than if they put a sign outside saying vegan cafe. And with that comes lots more opportunities to engage people about veganism because, you know, new customers come in and they ask, what do you mean you're a cruelty-free cafe? You know, why are other cafes not cruelty-free? And this leads into conversations about how food really gets to your plate. And I spoke with Willow, who runs Blondes, and I asked her, how many people do you think you've turned vegan through running this cafe? And she paused for a moment and she said, well, now I think of it loads so using the term cruelty free is a bit of a it's a halfway option you're not quite leading with veganism but you're still leading with compassion and you're making it very easy to open up those vegan conversations with your customers another term that started to gain traction recently is free from now this one can get a bit more complicated because free from already means different things to different people Usually, it's a product that has been made for people with specific allergies. So you might find a free-from product is made without milk, for instance, but it's still got egg in there. But some companies are now using this term to create products that everyone can have. And that's why I like the concept. So take Goo Puds. When they launched their new vegan range of chilled puddings, they called it the fabulously free-from range. So not only is it dairy-free and egg-free, but it's also gluten-free and allergen-free as well. It really is a product that everyone can have. And to me, that's a really good future direction for foods to take. But it does mean that if you launch a free-from product, then you're going to get lumped in with all the other traditional free-from products, which might not all be vegan. But it's still something to think about, and especially if you're selling food. And then that leads me to the last and potentially most controversial option of what to call your product, and that's not to call it anything. Now, hear me out on this, because I know if you're making a vegan product or you're selling a vegan service, then you do want to point out that it's different, that it's vegan. But sometimes it can actually work out really well if you simply make no mention of it at all and instead just focus on delivering a really good product. At some point in the future, and we all hope that this point is going to be sooner rather than later, but at some point, there will be no such thing as a vegan business or a vegan product. There will just be businesses and products, and using animals will be a thing of the past. Now, as a vegan, you are on the right side of history future generations will look back at the relationship we had with animals the same way we look back on injustices from the past, from women's rights through to slavery, and they will be appalled that it was sanctioned, legal and accepted to use and kill animals like we do now. And there are some leading vegan and plant-based brands who simply make no mention that they are. They're just trying to create this new normal. Wicked Kitchen, for example. It's Tesco's supermarket's plant-based range, and nowhere on the packaging do they talk about being plant-based food. When they first launched in Tesco's, they sold 2.5 million units in their first 20-week period. And to get those sorts of figures, they can't just have all been bought by vegans. So instead of labelling the meals as vegan or plant-based, they concentrated on just making really innovative recipes that go way beyond the usual veggie burger or falafel and hummus vegan meals that supermarkets tend to sell us. Um, caponata sourdough pizza, wicked teriyaki noodles, carrot pastrami spiced wraps, turmeric cauliflower and coconut bites. Oh my gosh, I'm starting to feel you know really hungry just reciting all these product names. And they're all vegan, they're all plant-based, but you'd have been pushed to find any mention of it on the food packaging. And this makes sense. I mean, why do we have to label plant-based food at all? You wouldn't buy a chicken from a supermarket and expect to see a sticker saying, made from meat, not vegan. You know, you wouldn't see that on it. Well, maybe not yet. So that's something you could learn from yourself. Do you have to say anything when you're a vegan company or product? Or can we just make it the new normal? Well, For most of us, it's probably too early for that. But for some, it's not. And you might reach far more people by not leading with any messages about what your product is made from. But if you do choose to use a term other than vegan, don't forget to also signpost. Remember, a proportion of customers are going out looking specifically for vegan products and not necessarily for them but they might be buying for vegan friends and family members. And I know I've been to family gatherings in the past where one of my cousins or an auntie knew I was vegan, so she went out purposely looking for something that said vegan on the pack in the supermarket just to make sure they were buying food that I would eat. Now, they wouldn't have the same confidence coming home with a product that had only said plant-based on it. And so if you're not going to lead with vegan, then you can still make vegan your secondary message still calling your product plant-based or cruelty-free, for instance, but putting suitable for vegans on it is actually quite a smart thing to do because you know that vegans will be looking a bit more closely anyway. So even just making sure that it's next to the ingredients that it's suitable for vegans, you know, or in the footer of your website or even in your FAQs, it will let them know that your product is definitely for them. So we've talked about quite a few different options here so let's just have a quick recap first rule of thumb if your customers are primarily other vegans then use the word vegan for your company or product embrace it live and breathe it if your customers are in the main not vegan then consider using another term if your food cosmetics or fashion then plant-based is the safe option. You know, it will offend no one and also let vegans know that your product is likely good for them too. And it doesn't stop you then engaging these customers and helping them take further steps on their plant-based journey. And you might actually find that you help to create more vegans this way. If you sell a service, then the terms ethical or green are really good alternatives to vegan that carry few, if any, negative connotations to them. Someone might not want to initially engage with a vegan service if they're not vegan themselves, but no one will have a problem buying an ethical service. You can go even further and use the term compassionate or use other swap out terms for vegans. such as cruelty free for your business. And all these then set the stage for you to explain to your customers what that actually means. The term free from might also be an option for you. But with that note of warning that Free From already means different things to different people. But it might tie in perfectly with what you sell. And we are going to see more and more products being made that are suitable for everyone. And Free From may well change its meaning to this rather than just products for allergy sufferers. And then finally, you could go for the ultimate vegan by stealth option and just say nothing at all. Is what your product is made from significant to people buying it? Or is the fact that you're running a vegan company very secondary to what you're actually selling? And again, for most of us, that's not going to be the right option now. But for others, it's going to be part of creating this new normal. There will be a future where we don't have to say we have a vegan business. We will just have a business, which, of course, doesn't cause harm to animals, because why would businesses cause harm to animals? So that's pretty much it for episode two. And if you found this useful, then head over to the website at veganbusinesstribe.com where you can find lots more advice and support just like this. Or you can also get advice direct from Lisa and myself if you sign up to our vegan business community. And that might be in our forums or our monthly vegan business clinics or our networking events. And whatever your vegan business is, and even if you only have an idea for a vegan business at the moment, we would love to hear from you and have you as part of our tribe. And finally, wherever you listen to this podcast, please subscribe or give us a a five-star rating and that'll make sure that you don't miss out on the latest episode. But please also share us with as many other vegan businesses as you know, because that's actually a really easy, simple way that you can support us in helping more vegan businesses so that this new normal that I was just talking about, we can get there so much sooner.